Good day, good day, good day. Welcome to another exciting and caffeinated episode of Coffee Conversations. I'm Father David. And I'm Deacon Bob. Deacon Bob, here we are. We crossed the, th- the threshold. Welcome to our 101st podcast. This is like exciting. <laughs> I was thinking of like when the kids reach in kindergarten, when they reach the 100th day of school. Yeah. They have this huge party and they all dress up like old people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they wear like wigs and, well, yeah. and suits. And yeah. So we did not do that for the 100th um, podcast. We, we, didn't did, dr- we didn't dress up like old people. No, I, well, I did. But, um, <laughs> but we did do something important and exciting. Yeah. I'll let you lead into that fun and exciting live podcast. Well, yeah. <laughs> right. Yes, it's the morning. Yeah, for our 100th podcast, thank you for all who, who came out. Uh, we did our, our, our live recording at Ridgewood. I think it went pretty well, right? I thought it I was impressed anybody showed up. I thought, no one's going to show up. You know, it's going to be me just, and you and beer. Yeah, um, uh, beer between us and uh, maybe a cricket on the wall listening. I, we had about, what, 30 people, I think. Yeah, I think so. Plus was, the waitress. Right, right. So. Yeah, you know, just boosting the numbers there. No, and Ridgewood was really good uh, and, and hosting us. And, yeah, it was a nice it was a nice crowd. We really weren't sure of how many people were going to come up because, mm. you know, the room was only so big and uh, we advertised a little bit. But, uh yeah, it was good, and then the sound recording turned out well. I wasn't sure yeah. how this microphone we're using uh, has different options as to the microphone, and I wasn't sure how it was going to pick up. But it was nice going through it. I don't know what you guys thought listening. It's kind of nice. You heard the you kind of heard the plates and the the, mm-hmm. the people running around in the background and uh, the applause. Yeah, even. that's true. So yeah, it was nice doing this with real people in the room. Did it um, did it feel different doing it with so many people? Um. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was fun looking out and seeing people's reactions sometimes to things. That's true. And it was nice having more than just you and I. We had Father Fred, Father Edward, Sam yeah. Kaufman. Yeah. Um, it, it was just nice community. I, it was exciting. Yeah. No, it so was really was good. It was a really good idea. It was really good. So 100th episode uh, is, is, is in the in the books. So we, we passed, we mentioned we passed... Um, over 7,500. I think we're probably closer to 8,000 listens now. That's still incredible. Yeah. So that's that's over a little over two years. So the inf- the, the, the fu- unfortunate reality is that I will be moving on uh, from St. Gabriel's in in June. It'll be four years already. Kind of kind of crazy. It's, it definitely. Right. Uh, well, the pa- two of those years were the pandemic. Right. Half the middle year and a half was the pandemic. So that, that was, was kind of crazy too. Yeah. That was weird. So. But the sad news is that I will be uh, leaving in June. But uh, the good news is that the podcast is going to be continuing on. Uh, Deacon Bob uh, and uh, we'll see a team of people here. We'll mm-hmm. we'll, we'll keep it going uh, to really keep going what this is, which is we started it as an adult faith formation kind of thing during the pandemic when no one was here. But we've seen it, uh, I think, bear good fruit in people's lives of really helping to to form our minds and hearts and, and what is what is the faith and how do we live it and how do we understand it and how do we share it. Mm-hmm. And I think the podcast has, has done that. So, and we kind of, that kind of revolves around things that are happening in the parish, uh, in in our lives. Mm-hmm. So it's been really good. So we the, the the good news is the podcast will be continuing on. And I think the goal, uh, since we passed a hundred episodes, we're we're getting close to eight thousand. I think the goal will be to get to ten thousand listens uh, before June. So we should have a ten thousand download party we'll have a 10,000 yeah if we if we get to close to 10,000 we'll get a 10,000 download party 
Um, and, the, and, and it would be a good, we could do a good night party to you. As yeah, well. There yeah, we go. Be, and a welcome to whatever's coming next. Hey, yeah. you know, who knows? Who knows? So Nobody knows. Nobody knows. So. But that'll be fun. So that's our, that's our next school. Mm-hmm. So, and we'll have coffee and beer and whatever at our, at our next party. So, yeah. but that's good news. Good news. Kind of one, one thing that's been, that's happened since, um, since we gathered for the podcast, it's pretty pretty historical that we want to comment on today and kind of give some reflections on is the the passing of uh, Pope Benedict, mm-hmm. uh, Pope Benedict the Sixteenth. There's uh, the last, uh, so we know Pope Benedict has been in retirement for uh, about the past almost almost 10 years. Almost 10, yeah. So he retired, when he renounced his retirement, announced his retirement, re- he, he announced his retirement, it was a pretty, pretty historical event. That had not happened since the year uh, 1296. Do you know the? Do you know who the Pope was in, in 1296? <laughs> I saw you Google it ahead of time. <laughs> who was the Pope in 1296? Um, I, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I think <laughs> I figured you looked it up. I, I didn't did. I to. did. I still have it. Uh, well, Pope Boniface the Eighth. Okay. So you gotta, you know, they have Roman numerals after their names, so you have to be able to like, you know, read and then do math at the same time. So, uh, Pope Boniface, Pope Boniface the Eighth. I don't know if he was the one who retired. Uh, or not, but yeah, so pretty, pretty historical event, <laughs> actually kind of fun fact too. I have uh, Pope Benedict's uh, Wikipedia page up here. Uh, and how, how tall do you think he was? Uh, four, eight. Four, eight. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's bold. No, he was, he was a little taller than that. Five, <laughs> might be European, five, two. but five, five, seven. Oh, there we go. Five, seven. He was born in 1927. And then, and then passed away on the last day of uh, 2022. You know what his middle name is? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Aloysius. Oh, there you go. There you go. And two two siblings, George and, and Maria. So, so there you go. I'm, I'm, I shouldn't just read his Wikipedia page. But uh, yeah, so Pope Benedict, uh, he uh, announced his retirement. He was Pope for about eight years. So he was actually in retirement longer. You know, he was he retired because of failing health reasons. I don't know that he expected to to live uh, as as long as he did in retirement, uh, considering what he was going through. I think he was dealing with sickness at a lot of different times in his in his life, even as an archbishop. And and and, and truthfully, he didn't uh, he didn't want to to be to be pope uh, at the time. I think that's a common common. Story. It seems like a lot of the guys did not want to be pope. Yeah, well, it's I mean, it's a big it's a big job. It's a big responsibility. I mean, you're taking the not taking it on yourself, but in the sense of you know you're taking the weight of the of the world, you know, in the sense of being the main shepherd uh, of God's people. So it's I don't know, just politics and, and and meetings and papers and all kinds of stuff. It's it's it's, a, a it's an ordained <laughs> an ordained reality. But I did, uh, yeah. I did find that um, on December thirteenth, twelve ninety four, Celestian. Uh, resigned, so he, he oh, was so the, Celestine was the Celestine, yeah, he was the one, and he went back to his life doing what he did before he was pope. Hmm. I think he just had enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. So that was like uh, Pope John twenty third's quote, right? <laughs> it's your church, Lord. I'm going to bed. Take good care of it. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Imagine what we deal with in our days. What the how many things the pope goes through in one day? Well, and you know and. And I, you make more higher level decisions, like 
as a priest or as a pastor than I do as a deacon. But still, there's those situations that are hard to wrestle with, you right. know, and right. I can't even imagine doing that on a global level. It's hard enough on like the parish level or on a personal level. Yeah. Much less on a on a global level. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you have to be a person of, of not just intelligence, but, but holiness. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, ideally, those would come together um, in, in the person of the Pope. We've been really blessed, you know, with, with the Popes of recent years. They've really yeah. been uh, saintly figures. We know if we look at history, that hasn't always been the case. No. <laughs> you know? Because people are people. <laughs> people are people, and, uh, and we are fallen, and, and nobody is exempt from, from weakness and, and woundedness. But we have been really blessed in, in, in past years. Uh, the popes have been really, um, really amazing, uh, really amazing men. So, but I think today we just, we just wanted to comment on on this on this you know passing of, of Pope Benedict. I know we celebrated here uh, two memorial masses for him on on Thursday, where his um, uh, that, that was the day his funeral was. But uh, Pope Benedict was really a very influential person within the the life of the church in this century. Um, it was it was providential because we celebrated his funeral on the feast day of uh, St. John Newman, oh. which, if you know anything about St. John Newman, uh, was a convert uh, from the, I believe, Anglican Church. Um, he was English, but he, he converted, uh, and he was probably one of the most brilliant theologians of the uh, 19th century. Uh, wrote a lot of things about education and universities and saints and, and all kinds of stuff. Well, it's providential because I mean, Pope Benedict arguably is probably one of the most influential uh, theologians of the of the twentieth century. Um, he was a part of Vatican II. Saint John Paul II mm-hmm. uh, called him to to be kind of a theological advisor to to the council, and uh, so he was influential influential in a lot of the the documents and things. And then and then obviously he went on to well, the Pope John Paul called him to be the prefect of the. Um, congregation or the doctrine of the faith. So the Vatican has a number of different offices. This was to kind of oversee, um, you know, how is how is the faith being taught uh, throughout the world in different places, uh, making sure that we're teaching the faith authentically uh, and, and and truthfully. And then he went on, obviously, to be to be pope. So um, you have any? So Pope Benedict wrote many things when he was pope and before he was pope have, have you had any any memorable quotes uh from him uh that that you've come across you know especially like in the last few days when they've been going over um pope benedict's life yeah. um i always thought of him as very heady doctrinal theological yeah. i couldn't get through a whole lot of his reading i mean it was just he yeah. was really dense. Yeah, he was pretty pretty deep in his writing for mm-hmm. sure. And um, but some of his talks were really really down to earth. Yeah. Um, in his address at World Youth Day in 2007, he said, "My dear young friends, I want to invite you to dare to love. Do not desire anything less for your life than a love that's strong and beautiful, and that's capable of making the whole of your existence." joyful mm-hmm. while giving yourselves as a gift to God and imitating Christ the one so I I thought that was profound it, it's not heavy duty theology language mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's that tender side of him that I don't think we saw in his public life 
Yeah, yeah. Or in sure. his usual writings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard to know <laughs> to know a person from a distance, right? Especially, yeah. Especially through through the you know, through the filter of um, the the things that they the write. Media. And and media. I mean, to be honest, I mean, I think the media throughout his life painted him in a certain way that he was kind of this heady, distant, doctrinal mm-hmm. kind of theologian that was separated from reality. I don't think. He got the, he got the term you know, being God's Rottweiler because <laughs> trying to bring everybody back in line. <laughs> yeah, as the prefect of the congregation of the doctrine of faith, you have to kind of keep the ship uh, centered here. When after Vatican II, there was a lot of different thoughts about you know how the church should go and different theologies and things, and so he had to kind of rein people in a little bit. And that's why John Paul um, brought him there. So he wasn't looked kindly upon, I think, for for a bit of time, but sometimes. Uh, you need to go to the doctors and, and get the and get the the things you need to in order to stay healthy in the long run. Well, and he was part of the the catechism forming the catechism. Right, right. Which we needed because after Vatican II, we needed some guidelines Structure. as to what is what does all this mean. <laughs> yeah, you know how yeah. do we live this and and what is the church actually saying? Right. right. Um, so yeah. I think that's a huge gift that he gave the church was the catechism and putting things in writing absolutely Um, no good it's really good Uh, so he wrote a number a lot of things one of the one of the quotes that i've always um kind of that's that's always stuck with me was a uh from a document called deus caritas est which means uh, on the love of god and he said this being a christian is not the result of an ethical choice or a lofty idea, but the encounter with an event, a person, which gives life a new horizon and decisive decision. Decisive, sorry. Uh, New horizon and decisive direction. Mm. And I think that's really profound, especially coming from him, who he's a theologian. He he wrote, you know, tons of letters, tons of um, books, tons of uh, things. And he was very much an idea person, but he's even saying that you know Christianity isn't simply about holding a certain set of beliefs, isn't certainly, isn't just living in a particular way. You know, it's not about those external things. It's about an encounter with Jesus and and living a life with with Him. And I think that just kind of speaks to speaks to his heart too. One of the other, um, so obviously after his his passing, there was a tsunami of articles and mm-hmm. uh, and Facebook posts and and all kinds of things. And there was one picture that I think really spoke uh, a lot and I preached about uh, yesterday. And the the picture is, you know, a picture of him it must have been like Good Friday or something, but it's him kind of reaching out uh, at the cross. It's like he must be uh, at the high altar at um, St. Peter's and he's kind of reaching out and holding on to the, onto the crucifix right below, right beneath Jesus's feet. And the picture says 71 years of homilies innumerable essays, 66 books, three encyclicals, and encyclical is like a big a letter to the church, four exhortations, which is kind of the same, just mm-hmm. in a different way. Yeah, quite as official. Right. Uh, all those things, all boiled down to the four last words at the hour of his death, I love you, Jesus. Which is incredible. So like... What would be the words you would have if somebody was there when you die for them to write down? <laughs> um, I know St. Francis's was, um, 
uh, I've done what I could do. Now you have to ask Christ what, what God's calling you to do. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts? Like what uh, profound... <laughs> well, I'm not dying, so I don't know. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> um, I mean, I think those would be pretty nice. I, yeah. <laughs> what, are they, what were they again? I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Yeah. That's... If I could be saying that, I think things would be going pretty well. You know? mm-hmm. The other thought, actually, the other thing would be uh, the Jesus prayer. Uh, or Jesus Christ... Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. But then I also, I, I, I add something to that too. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, I thank you and I praise you. That's good. So I think maybe between the two, between the three of those, that, that'd be nice. Well, my guess is probably Pope Benedict said, I love you, Jesus, a lot. You yeah. know? So. Ideally, that was probably the first time. Probably wasn't the first time he said yeah. that. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, um. My my thought would be like, what what are we setting ourselves up for at the very end of our life that we do every day? Mm-hmm. Like, what's that prayer that is our constant prayer that we say? Yeah, probably short because you know, get a breath. We, <laughs> and how are we preparing ourselves? You know, for, for that reality, that. not just in the in the way we live uh, externally, but in our, but in our hearts, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you can imagine in these in these years uh, of his retirement, preparing his heart and mind. You know, for um, for his for his passing into into eternity, into relationship with God, and that's a really important thing. Yeah. I was really grateful the the bishop got us um, for Christmas. The bishop usually gives us a book. Um, all the priests, deacons, I don't know who else mm-hmm. gets it, uh, but usually a, a little book. It's not like a lengthy thing, but he gives a book. Um, Benedict the Sixteenth, Heart of the Christian Life. Uh, thoughts on uh, Holy Mass. So, and this next year we're we're getting ready for the, well, at least in the parishes we're getting ready for the year of Eucharistic revival. So really focusing on the Mass and the Eucharist and how it, how it's important and what it means. So, giving us uh, this book was kind of a means of helping us to reflect more deeply on mm-hmm. you know the Mass and the Eucharist and and everything. And it's nice because there's there it's in little chunks. I'll put a a link to the book on in the show notes. But it's nice because they're because they are short and they're not super deep. No, but um, they were really, and I think the tender side comes out of him yeah, in the homilies for sure, as opposed to like the theological yeah, heavy which, duty side. And they're heavy duty because they're trying to get heavy duty. <laughs> they're trying to trying to really go down deep into some of the some of the things. But there, obviously, there's a lot of things in here, and I underline a lot of things. The one thing that really struck me, and this is more, this is something I haven't thought about before. So why did Jesus come when he did? Like why did why did God? You ever thought you ever thought that? Like why did God? Uh, all over these thousands of years of all the world's you know existence, why did God choose then? That's a really good question. <laughs> What's your insight on right? that one? Well, it's not mine, but oh, okay. <laughs> um, so but maybe we've asked that. Maybe we've thought about that before. Like why did God choose to act at this time in, in, mm-hmm. in history? Why not? another time well in one of the in one of the little things he he made the comment and i'm kind of be i'm going to paraphrase this mm-hmm. well at that time of history you had uh the roman empire mm-hmm. the roman empire um hadn't existed like there had been nothing in world history that had existed before where most of the known world or a huge chunk of it was united under kind of a single government mm-hmm. that provided what you know transportation they built roads 
they had a, a common language, you know, like Latin was, was spoken by, by many people. You had, you just had infrastructure uh, and, and, and people kind of had a, a shared sense of, of the world. Like, I mean, nowadays we have, you know, social media and the internet. So it's like, we almost, it's like a, a world community almost. Mm -hmm. We know kind of all that's going on all across the world. So this was the first time that it happened. That it really hadn't happened in world history. And what a better time for God. If you wanted to convey a message, if you wanted to share a message with a lot of people, mm -hmm. what better time would it have been? So Jesus has his ministry, he dies, and his apostles then go out. And the rate at which Christianity spread is almost embarrassing. Like um, it was it's pretty it, fast. Like no other idea, and we know it's not just simply an idea, as Benedict says, it's mm -hmm. it's 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 about sharing Jesus, it's about sharing faith. That that happened at a time which it was going to happen, you know, or most able to happen. And then the Roman Empire falls apart, like not long after that. So like it was this moment in time in which I don't know, but God knew that. Yeah. That's really good. But yeah, when when the scriptures talk about you know and and Christ and God came in the, in the fullness of time, like we don't imagine that as being the high point of humanity, but um, you know the Roman Empire, but but in ways, in some ways, it was, and yeah, it's just it was an interesting thought. Yeah, I don't know good. whether it's his or not, but he, uh, but but he shared it. So yeah, very good. So, but I think Benedict the Sixteenth, I think he he shares with us many many things. Will he be a doctor of the church one day? Maybe. Who knows? Well, a lot of people have been talking about that. Who knows? I think I think he's um, I think what he has contributed to the church uh, is. Um, has changed the church um, for sure has really in the sense of helping us have a much deeper understanding of, of what our, our faith is and and um, but he's also a deep man of faith and uh, we can look to him and it's good yeah very good so all right everybody well as we kind of continue on continue to pray for um, the repose of the soul of Pope Benedict pray for uh, Pope Francis certainly as he continues to, to minister to the church pray for the church as we continue to move forward in, in, in the world, proclaiming uh, the, the deep truth uh, of, God's, of God's love and, and presence. So That's very good. And if you haven't done much reading on Pope Benedict, it would be good to Google maybe some quotes from him yeah. so you get some of the, uh, the feel for what his life was all about. Yeah. I would say, I don't know, people have been asking me, like, what would be a good place to start because there are so many things. Mm-hmm. I think, um, I mean, Deu Caritas Est is a document that he wrote that would be um, on the love of God. That would be a, a good start. Uh, and maybe a little a challenge, too, if we haven't mm -hmm. read anything theological before. That kind of works out maybe some different brain muscles. Mm -hmm. uh, he also did a, a three-book series on, on Jesus of Nazareth, which I think um, would, be, would be good, too, uh, talking all about Jesus' life. Obviously, that's a little more meaty. It's a three three part book series. Mm -hmm. um, but I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily recommend uh, an introduction to Christianity, which no, which, which he wrote, it, which is a very good <laughs> book, but it's it's not it's quite more than an introduction it's more than an introduction. <laughs> so that would be Benedict at his finest. Uh, and, the, and and really in his his way of being very articulate, being very concise, very pre precise in his 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 thought, but also very deep. Uh, you have to read things uh, a couple times so so introduction to christianity very good book uh, but might be uh, a little more of a workout uh, mentally so 
And I know I read a book on the Eucharist that he wrote. I thought it was on my bookcase, but I can't find it right now. Yes, yeah, someone, um, someone shared with me uh, a book. And that was good. It's kind of a tough read, but uh, I thought it was God good. Is, God is Near Us. That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> the Eucharist in the Heart of Life? Yeah, there we go. Jo that's under Joseph Cardinal Ratzinger, which would his would be his name. So Right. Okay. Sounds good. You want to lead us out in a little prayer? Absolutely. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord God, we thank you for the life of Pope Benedict, for what he brought to the church. Um, we ask you, Lord, to help each one of us to ask you what we can bring to those people that we love, those people that annoy us. How do we help share your love and your peace and your healing with everyone? And help us to figure out what those last words of ours are going to be when we see you face to face. And we ask these things as we ask all things through Christ our Lord. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, everybody. Have a good day. Enjoy the, the, the winter fog, apparently, we have Absolutely. today. Absolutely. Hopefully we'll get a little more snow here. But, well, that's my desire. I know it's your desire. But either, yeah. way, either way, enjoy it. Have a good one. God bless.